Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the Communal Table Podcast, part of Food & Wine Pro. I'm your host, Kat Kinsman, Senior Editor at Food & Wine. And yet again, I am recording this from my apartment in Brooklyn. Um, we're on day, I'm not sure how many, of self-quarantine, social isolation, social distancing. There are a lot of new terms in all of our lives right now, but you know what we're all trying to do is to you know, hopefully make an end to this uh, virus that is disrupting everybody's lives in in so many um, painful ways, and uh, you know just at every single aspect of our, our lives. Um, I'm lucky that I've had the opportunity to talk recently with some of the people who are out there on the front lines really trying to make a difference um, while they're all dealing with this themselves. Um, we're all dealing with this in one way or another. Everybody knows somebody who is affected by this pandemic, whether it's on a you know personal health level, an economic level, an emotional level. Um, everybody is going through this right now. So, you know, it's there. There aren't a whole lot of events that have happened throughout most of our lives that have happened to um, absolutely everybody. But the thing that we can find here, the thing that I've been trying to find some sort of solace in, is that uh, it's it's bringing out the best in in humanity in some ways. I mean, some people are using um, the opportunity to uh, be pretty terrible and rage and. <laughs> All this, all this stuff. But for the most part, um, I have seen so many people immediately step up and wonder how they can take care of their fellow human beings. Um, and Edward Lee, um, or Ed, if you're a friend of his, or um, is is one of those people who is, you know, he's he's dealing with his own businesses and um, how to support the workers there. And and uh, he's got a family. He's he's got you know, business. And of course, his first impulse is to try to feed the people who are around him in his community. So uh, he's for a long time has had the Lee Initiative, which um, is, is a really tremendous thing that he uh, supports people who, uh, well, I'll let him tell you more about it. But um, in uh, this particular venture, he paired with Maker's Mark um, and they are they turned one of his restaurants into basically a community kitchen and they are feeding uh laid off workers um and their families from around louisville where uh where ed's from i'm also a fellow kentuckian and um people are lining up before they even open um to get these meals and find a little bit of respite so ed take it away how are you doing? I'm, I'm hanging in there, Kat. I'm <laughs> hanging in there as best I can. Yeah. Um, for folks who, uh, you know, are just getting to know the glory of you right now, what is your usual position? Uh, yeah, usually I'm a chef in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I've got uh, three restaurants there and then two restaurants that I work with in the Washington, D.C. area. Yeah, and you are also a person who, uh, you know, sent a whole list of names of people to talk with, and yours was 
you know, the one that really jumped out who I really wanted to talk with, because I, you know, you've always been a person who jumps up and helps. And I remember specifically, you wrote a really great thing for food and wine during the government shutdown that you went in and, and you fed uh, workers who were furloughed. Yeah. yeah, and and it, it was funny, um, you know, when when the restaurant shut down happened, it happened differently in every city, but um, in Louisville it happened on um, Mondays um, a week ago. So um, it just it just I had flashed, you know, I, I felt, you know, I just got depressed like everyone else for about an hour, and then I just said, you know, I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna be like this for the next month so yeah we we quickly just mobilized our team and said what can we do and actually it was very interesting because the model that we had built when we fed the tsa workers because we were feeding about 200 a day um we're like well we did that before so now it's the it's our peers in the industry it's our waiters and bartenders and busboys and dishwashers who need help now can we just do the same thing and, and so it was because we had had experience with that, it was actually very easy for us to mobilize pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and we turned our restaurant, um, 610 Magnolia, into a relief kitchen basically overnight. Because, yeah, the, when disaster strikes, whether it's natural or man-made, the first impulse of every chef I know is to get in there and figure out how can I help. And I... Ed, you know I love chefs, and you know I love the industry, and y'all usually suck at asking for help. And I was actually in the middle of writing a story about like why chefs suck at asking for help, and then this happened. And and you're in a position where you've never had to be before, where you know the industry is the people who need help, and that has to be a psychological shift in a really big way for a lot of people. Yeah, and it's. it's- you know, I we, and I'm the same way. It, it's a combination of like, you know, strength and pride and blah 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 and all that. Where we, we feel like we're so independent and, and um, you know, in the last uh, six days, I've quickly gotten over that and have decided that I am in desperate need. And, and we are literally just calling people, saying we need we need you. We need donations, you know, like, don't forget about us. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the, the what is it, I think it's the statistic is 13 million Americans employed in, in, in the yeah. restaurant industry. Yeah. Um, like, we, we, we can't forget about us and, and them. And, um, you know, I, I, we were lucky we, we did that um, kitchen in, in Louisville and, in hours, you know, we have a part. We, so my lead initiative, we already had a, a women's initiative that we work with Makers Month. Yeah. So we had that relationship, and and within hours, they called me and Lindsay, who runs the foundation, talked to them and Makers said, "Listen, we have we have money that comes from marketing. No one's doing any marketing for the next few months. Do you want that money to replicate this kitchen? Wow. Idea and and we quickly said. Yeah, we don't know how to do this because we are literally a tiny nonprofit with a staff of two people. Um, and we just started calling our chef friends across the country. And lo and behold, you know, makers are like, listen, if you can do this, um, you know, we, 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 we can green light like, uh, you know, 11, 12 cities across America. So we basically, Lindsay and I haven't slept much since Monday. Um, and we've just been, you know, mobilizing kitchens, you know, from, from Seattle 
Los Angeles, Denver, um, Chicago, New York, um, Atlanta, New Orleans, um, and, and we're just we're trying to get um, people to help us donate so we can keep going. And, and, and you know, I mean, there's so many others. Every city in America is hurting right now. This is um, true. And and yeah, it's 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 been crazy to see, and it's been crazy to see how. In, in Louisville, when we launched, we asked for donations, and we raised $15,000 in one day. Um, and it all came from 5 and 10 and $15 donations from, from, I know, from people who are already hurting. Yeah. Um, and, like, no one's, no one's, you know, doing well here. And, and the fact that they came out and gave whatever they could, just it, it just proves to me that, that we, we understand that this is a bigger this is a huge issue. Like, you know, we're, we're not just talking about trendy gastronomic yeah. restaurants. We're talking about like your neighborhood bar, your pizzeria joint where you can take your family to like all these restaurants. They employ so many people. Um, and all of them are just, you know, out of work overnight. And um, so much of it, inv- of it is invisible too, because you were talking about, you know, if, if bars and restaurants aren't, selling uh maker's mark that hits the liquor company if somebody isn't buying supplies from a you know a local farm they get hit um the people who do the linens the uh you know it, it's it, it is this ripple effect that um you know it, 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 it's been crazy my 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 vendors um who have been calling me saying i this is the last thing we want to do but you know, can you pay your unpaid bills because we're dying too? Yeah. You know, and, and so this, this whole trickle down effect, you know, because we, you know, we used to get a 30 day credit on things. And I'm like, yeah, I can. I'm going to try and pay, but also I have no money. Yeah. Like we're all, you know, so it's like this just trickle down effect. And, and, and then the farms, and, and, you know, some of the money that we're raising, we're actually trying to buy some product from the farms that we use. Um, yeah. Even though there's, you know, uh, it's not the time to buy organic meat, but it's like if we don't support them, they're not going to have a herd or crop or anything left. And what happens then in, in two, three months when we try and get back on our feet? We have no one to buy from. Yeah. And and so this whole idea when, when we, you know, you see all the memes on like, like Save Our Industry, um, you know, it's, it's not just chefs. It's not just jobs. It's like if there's an entire chain reaction that's happening right now, um, where, where it really does risk the entire way of eating out that, that we come to know and enjoy in the last decade. Yeah. Um, and it's quickly unraveling. And, and I, I, you know, again, I don't have the answers. I'm just trying to, you know, be a, be a plug. It's like plugging a dam yeah. that's cracking. But, yeah. I mean, the thing is about restaurants is people go there as a place of refuge. And, uh, and, and, you know, good services, you know, it's seamless. So you never see the stresses of it. Everybody, you know, there's that sort of famous analogy of, you know, the swan looking serene above the water and paddling furiously below. And so people don't see the dishwashers, the porters, the, you know, the, you know, all all, all this hidden workforce and the ripple effect out from it. And I, I feel like, you know, people are waking up to that and they're seeing all these campaigns online and you know at some point it it kind of becomes a little bit of a blur because people 
are trying to figure out like, okay, where is it most effective? If, uh, you know, who, who am I campaigning for? Where are these uh, coming from? We all know we need to get in touch with our representatives, you know, phone, email, carrier pigeon, whatever it is, like you all need to do that. So can you explain, um, just to cut through some of the noise, um, what the Independent Restaurant Coalition is and what the uh, Lee Initiative are? So um, the Independent Restaurant Coalition, I mean, they're, they're working on a massive scale um, to re- outreach to the federal government. Um, the, the, the basic underlying truth is if we don't get help from the federal government, if we don't get a stimulus package, a relief package, um, if we, and, and to me, it's not just about deferred payments and loans you know, at 2% interest. I mean, there's some massive help that, that we need from our government. And, and um, the Independent Restaurant Coalition is the one that's uh, getting that together. Um, if you go to their web- website, I think it's www, www.saverestaurants.co. Um, they've got a great website. They've got ways you can help sign up, um, talk to your representatives. Um, this is about a huge number of jobs, it's about our communities. Um, we do not want to be left after this with a landscape of just fast food and chain restaurants. Um, we have to preserve what we've built over the last couple of decades. Um, yeah. and, and that's one way that they're helping it. Um, you know, the Lee Initiative is more helping on a local level and, and more directly. So if you go to www.leeinitiative.org, you can donate, and um, it will ask you which city you want to donate to, uh, and you can see the cities that we have relief kitchens. And um, if you live in that city, or if you don't, or if you you know have a you went to school in Seattle and you really love it, you, you don't want to see Seattle restaurant community go under. You can you know earmark your money to them. We uh, we cut checks um, and donate it back to the restaurant so they can continue their efforts. I think that's, I mean, that's such a wonderful and direct way to be able to help people. Um, Something I also just, you know, I I keep thinking about this. Um, I've met your daughter a bunch of times and like, she's just the most perfect creature on the planet. And so, so many people um, who work in the restaurant industry have kids and they're and right now um, schools are, are are closed in a lot of places, and I know a lot of people are in a position where, you know, that's where their kid gets um, most of you know maybe the most nutritious meal that they have all day, maybe the only meal or something. And people are really um, struggling on on that uh, front. So are you seeing you know? Terrible. Yeah, is yeah. do you know of a way that people? We see people coming, you know, in Louisville, you know, every market's different. I think, you know, you know, LA and, and DC, it's mostly single people. Um, but we're seeing, like, in Louisville and, 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 and Atlanta and Seattle, I mean, it's, it's whole families coming in their car. And, um, sorry. Yeah. You know, they're giving the kids, they're giving the food to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So they can eat. So they don't, you know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And we turn away people every night. Yeah. Because we just run out of food. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we, we open our, in Louisville, we open our kitchen at 5 p.m. And they come at 4.15 to line up in their cars. And there's 100 cars lined up. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. And we can't, we can't feed them fast enough. And we can't get them to you know, they're, 
they're asking for diapers and baby food and formula. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in places like L.A. Uh, and New York, it, it's immigrants you yeah. know, and, and people who are undocumented. Yeah. And, you know, they can't, they don't get unemployment funding. And, and, you know, they have language barriers and, you know, they have, and, and they're hurting. I mean, think about all the immigrants um, who are the backbone of, of the restaurant industry. Absolutely. In big cities like New York and Texas and, and California, they're all hurting. And, and they don't have the same access that other people do. And, and, and they're just, it's, they're reeling. Yeah. Um, so it's not just, you know, if, if you think about it, for every laid-off person in the restaurant industry, you know, it's them plus their families that they're trying to support, too. Yeah. So the chain reactions, if there may be 13 million unemployed Americans in the restaurant industry, but it's affecting millions more. Yeah. Because a lot of them have families, and they rely on that paycheck for their life. So it, it, it's, it's a snowball effect. It's huge. Yeah. And I, I really, you know, I hope that people listen to this and and you know we'll put the links uh front and center and as well as ways to get in touch with elected officials because that you know this is now more than ever before in our lifetimes it has been so important to raise our voices and and get active this is not a partisan thing you know this is this this affects absolutely everyone and you know you and i are both uh kentucky people <laughs> and uh Oh yeah, you know, for folks who don't know, yeah. I I grew up yeah. I grew up in Kentucky, <laughs> you know, and you've lived there how long? Like, is your whole uh, life? It's now eighteen years. Okay. Eighteen years. It feels like a lifetime. Yeah, I I lived there until I was eighteen. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and and there are certain elected officials uh, from there <laughs> who I have very. Oh uh, no, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast, but it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the thing, you know, the thing that we all have right now is the ability to take care of each other, you know, whatever our financial means are, whatever our emotional means are. I mean, everybody I've been talking to was saying, like, even if they have people who, you know, don't have the money to give just like an email or, you know, just, you know, you know, a sign or something like that saying like, hey, we appreciate you is such an important thing to be able to do right now because people... The, the remarkable thing about this is, is um, you know, we, we've asked media not to photograph anyone that's coming to pick up food. Yeah. Um, just because it's, it's our peers and, and they deserve privacy and respect. But we're out there and we talk to them. And this feeling that, you know, sometimes in, in a hopeless world, just having something to go to. And we have seen people who come every night. Yeah. For it, and it's just something that they look forward to. They come every night. They're respectful. And it just that little like thread of hope sometimes may, may help them from doing something a little more desperate because you know when people get desperate they do silly things yeah and and some of it we, we just can see this like it's the only thing that holds them together the entire day is that they know they can come pick up some food and some supplies and so there, there, there's, a, there's just like a communal social aspect that's actually really important that i can't really express in words like when you see people coming and you see grown men crying and People just feel a little bit better you know, yeah. in all the chaos. That that it's 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 we're like we're going to be here for as long as we can. So so you know don't don't do anything rash. And you know I I, I fear that that in a couple more weeks you know uh, you know the society's not going to hold. Yeah. You know that, that we're going to have some 
So I don't, I don't know. Again, I don't know the answers. Um, that there are scientists and, and doctors and people who I know working day and night to figure this out, and, and hopefully our, our government can can you know lead us in a place that, that's safe and, and you know secure. But in the meantime, it's all up to us to just you know try and do what we can to make sure that that our fellow citizens and our, our you know peers and, and our neighbors just feel welcome and safe. Yeah, and and I, um, right before I got on the phone with you, uh, it's being edited right now by my boss, um, made a, a list of mental health resources uh, for people in the yeah, industry yeah. to um, yeah. reach out to because mental health and sobriety are, um, you know, really key right now. And especially while, you know, while people are in isolation, um, some dark thoughts uh, exactly. can creep in. But, you know, I've seen the people rise yeah. up and help with that. Um, yeah, you know, I talked to Steve Palmer from Ben's Friends yesterday. Day and they're doing um, Zoom meetings for uh, for recovery, and um, you know, and I always always plug this number, but um, crisis text line. Text them at seven four one seven four one, and they're available there. I've been a counselor for them; they are really phenomenal people, and everybody just wants to help. And 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 Ed, you've always been a beacon of you know, of, of joy and care and all this. And, and I just, I just want to thank you for everything you're doing. And I also want to ask what you're doing to take care of yourself right now. Um, honestly, I, I, I'm on the phone nonstop and, and I take about two, three hours a day and try and turn my phone off and I just play with my daughter. Yeah. And, she's... and we just do the silliest things and, you know, I just try and protect her from, you know, she knows, but we just try and, it doesn't mean we, we build forts, you know, we make, we take up pillows and we, it's just, it's, it is just the two hours a day where I shut my mind off and, and we play, you know, fairy tales and unicorns and whatever, <laughs> it's the best part of my day. Oh my gosh! I, I please hug that kid for me. I just, <laughs> I will. yeah, she I will. she's she is wonderful, and your your whole family is so great. And I just thank you for everything. And we're gonna um, get this podcast up uh, shortly and link to okay. everything. And I will remain your cheerleader. Thank you so much to our guest today, Edward Lee. You can find out more about the Lee Initiative and save restaurants and and all of the things that uh, the restaurant community is doing to help get the community through. Um, we talked a lot about caretaking of people around us and, and ourselves. And if you're in the restaurant industry, I know this is such a painful and strange time. And, uh, you know, people are doing whatever they can to help one another. It's also all right if you take a minute for yourself, maybe you've been laid off. Maybe you are in a place where it's not really safe to be, to be out there amongst other people. There, there are a million different scenarios going on right now. Um, it's really easy to fall into a state of despair or anxiety, all of these things. And those are all valid things to feel. Um, don't take it out on yourself. I know that that is an easy thing to do, um, to, to hunch over, to, um, be in the dark, to just, you know, just throw yourself fully into those, those feelings of despair that if you possibly can, while you're listening to this, if, if you are in the physical or metaphorical dark, open up that window shade, let some light in there. Maybe unclench your jaw, drop your shoulders, um, 
take a take a breath, walk around if you can, um, put yourself back into your body and remember that uh, you know, you're still a human being. You're still in possession of all the skills that you had before, all of the connections that you have before, that you that you had before. Um, you know, take a shower, have a nap, do one of those things that reminds you you are a person, and um, this is the only way we're all going to get through. Thank you so much to our producers, Jennifer Martnick, Hallie Tarpley, Margot Gotthelf, and our photo editor, Sarah Crowder. You're all doing incredible work under um, difficult circumstances, and I appreciate it so much. Um, this is part of Food & Wine Pro, which is uh, on foodandwine.com and also out into the world and in the magazine, and we... Uh, We've been around for about a year, this part of Food and Wine, and it's all news for the industry, news, advice, um, utility, profiles, um, everything like that, uh, geared toward the people who actually make the food business happen. We're there for you. We want to support you. Um, if you want to be caught up on everything we're doing, it's foodandwine.com slash fwpro. And the easiest way to find a lot of the content also is to sign up for the weekly newsletter that our editor-in-chief, Hunter Lewis, writes. Um, and it's got all of our recent content, the most recent podcasts, links to other stories out there that we think are fantastic. Um, our associate re restaurant editor, Oset Babur, um, puts a lot of it together. And our uh, test kitchen associate editor, uh, Kelsey Youngman, is also a certified meditation instructor. And she provides some words of wisdom uh, every week at our uh, all team meeting. And we share those in the guide as well. I wonder if you can hear my dogs in the background right now. They're currently um, my colleagues as well. Um, but, you know, we, food and wine, we wouldn't be anywhere if it weren't for the people who are out there making the food um, and creating these incredible restaurant experiences that we're all missing so much right now. And we all very much hope we can go back to. Um, and also, while you're taking care of yourself, you know, just stop and close your eyes for a second and remember that you're not alone. Everybody is in this together and that's how we're all going to get out of it. Take good care of yourself. Until the next time.